0: All right, we are live. All right, attempt number some pies, two. Some pies. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we've uh, we're trying this again tonight. This is uh, our not our first video of the night. Um, I took the other one down. It was a uh, pretty disappointing on our end, um, but hopefully this this is much better uh, for those of you tuning in. Um, this is Yankee Chatter, and this is episode number 24, take two. And um, my name is Greg Andriano, and you can find me on Twitter at GregAndriano05. And this is my buddy up north.
1: Yep, this is uh, Brad McCormick reporting live upstate New York at Brad chatter one on Twitter. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking it out.
0: Yeah, so if you guys caught the show last week, um, Brad and I joined – Forces with the bigger and bradder sports show. Did I say that correctly, Brad? That's correct. Uh, and our good and our good friend uh, Big Tuna, who uh, was on the show last week, is unable to join us tonight. We uh, miss you, big guy. We'll get you next week.
1: Yeah, but on the bright side, there's a lot more room for me in the screens.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing we have zero viewers at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, you know, this has gone YouTube forever, so. Go check it
0: out. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Bigger and Bradder Sports. Uh, It's a good show. They talk a lot about football uh, and uh, sports in general. And uh, it was a pleasure being on the show with you guys last week. I had a lot of fun. Uh, It was interesting talking something different than baseball. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Brad, I think the two teams that I picked to go to the Super Bowl ended up winning and going to the Super Bowl. All
1: right. You you picked the two favorites that were favored by, like, one to touchdown. On, okay, it's not like you, you dug deep and did your homework on these things. Okay? Hey,
0: you know I, I you want to know how many football games I watched this year? I can count them on one hand.
1: You didn't have to watch any football to know <laughs> the answer to the last two. You know, was, wow. I mean, uh it's a good week for you to join in on that.
0: Yeah, right. Um, But you know, the Chiefs were struggling at the beginning there. And I was I was a little concerned. that's
1: yeah, that's their mo, and uh, they'll probably do it again in the Super Bowl. But. With the Chiefs, they can put up uh, a lot of points and a little time. So, as everyone sees. So, the Super Bowl, you know, not to get on too much into football because we're doing baseball here, but oh, that's I, wanna say, I just want to say Super Bowl is going to be, I think, one of the better games uh, we've seen Super Bowl. And the uh, Super Bowls lately have been very good, but I think uh, this one's going to love to all the hype. It's two really good teams. Probably the two best teams of football are, are playing.
0: I hope so. I hope it's a good game. Um, it's hard when your uh, when your team doesn't make it, or in this case, they don't even make the playoffs, and your quarterback retires. Uh, so
1: yeah, big yeah, year transition go for the
0: Giants. Well, you know,
1: the good thing is you're already at rock bottom. You can't go any further down than this. So
0: exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> it's like it's like our first attempt at live streaming. You know, can't can't go anywhere but up, right?
1: Right. Exactly. Just, this is just. <laughs> Getting okay, this is the seed that we're
0: planting exactly this is this is this is, this is we're all testing the waters <laughs> here We've never done this before tonight Um And you know it's a lot of work. You guys don't realize uh, how much effort goes into uh, recording editing exporting uploading on um, What I like to call a terrible it's, it's, it's right here. I'm on a different computer right now uh, But my laptop is absolutely terrible and it takes things like five times longer than uh, a good laptop would take so um live streaming is gonna really help with that because um you know efficiency that's I all that's all i want yeah yep it's all it goes right to it for us and i can download it afterwards and script the audio and put it on um itunes and spotify and all that stuff so exciting times for yankee chatter hopefully this goes really well and uh Actually, let's let's talk some baseball, Brad. What do you think?
1: Let's get in it. I might as well talk about the Hall of Fame again.
0: Again, again, okay. okay. Take two, <laughs> take two. If uh, everybody recalls, um, the um, National Baseball Hall of Fame released uh, their two inductees this year. Uh, the first um, was actually played for the Colorado Rockies for a long period of time. He also played for the Cardinals, and I think he came up with the Expos before going to yeah, he was Colorado. An Expo originally. And I, and I want to say he was on another team. As well, it escapes me at the moment.
1: And he's Um, Canadian.
0: And he's Canadian, eh? What's that all about? Um, But Larry Walker, right fielder. people thought he was
1: going to go in the Hall of Fame. People thought he might have went into the Hall of Fame as an expo because he came up with the Expos and he's Canadian. So they thought maybe a Montreal expo hat would be on him. But uh, no, he realized he did all his damage as a Rocky, so he's going in as a Rocky.
0: Which is really good for the Rockies because I don't think they have a Hall of Famer. I don't at know. the moment, I don't. Know. I don't think but he, so. He played for the Expos, the Expos, the Rockies, and the Cardinals. So yeah, I was wrong. It okay. was only those three teams. So he he played right field and a little bit of first base. He's a left-handed hair, throws right. Like you said, he's from Canada. He spent most of his career with the Rockies, compiling a seventy-two point seven WAR according to Baseball Reference. Um, 383 home runs, a lifetime 313 batting average, 1,311 RBIs. So he's got some he's got the stats. Um and I don't this was his final year on the ballot, if yeah. I recall. A lot of people were he worried He didn't or, think
1: he was gonna make it. He, he sent out he sent out a tweet thanking everyone for the support, but I'm gonna come up a little bit short. So it was a surprise to him.
0: Well, that's that's good. He deserves it. You know, a lot of the, every everybody that gets inducted deserves it in one in one way or another. Uh, it doesn't matter how many votes you get. You're in, you're in. That that proves that you're one of the best of the best. So congratulations to Larry Walker. Uh, well-deserved.
1: Yeah, I mean, whenever I think of Larry Walker, I think of one thing. That's him turning his batting helmet backwards. So when he <laughs> Johnson and Wilson, that's like yes. the moment that for some reason that stuck on my head my entire childhood. Yep. And, uh, I, think, I think I'm not sure. Probably not the only one. I think a lot of people think of Larry Walker at that moment. So,
0: <laughs> so in, when when you were cutting in and out before, I was I had to you know talk to myself for a little bit, and I actually mentioned that's that. Nice. Yeah, it, it felt weird, and I don't I don't ever want to do that again. Uh, but uh, no, that's the one thing I really remember Larry Walker from is uh, he faced Randy Johnson right, and threw a yeah. ball like ten feet over his head.
1: Threw it over his head, yeah. Yep. Just mess Just messing with him.
0: Yep, and he—it was—it was a little bit of humor, and it's nice to see that. And I wish you know, players would joke around a little bit more now that the All Star Game doesn't. Well, mean they it. can
1: now. I mean, they've started come back a little bit now that the game doesn't mean anything again, which I think is the right thing. I like, I like uh, how it is now, and that's—that's that's the stuff you want to see in an All Star Game. You don't care mm-hmm. if the National League or American League wins. You just want to no. see them have a good time and see the best talent out on the field.
0: <laughs> it's supposed to be fun, right? The Home Run Derby is a good time. It's a reward. It is. It is. So uh, that covers the um, one player. Now, the other player, uh, which is pretty much the reason why we're doing this tonight. uh, if Everybody remembers a fellow by the name of Derek Sanderson Jeter. uh, He was voted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame for the class of 2020. Um, He made
1: it. I was worried about him.
0: Yeah, well, he was on the fence, you know, just barely made it. Actually, uh, out of 300, was it 397 votes? jeter received 396 so he was one short from being unanimous which would have been the second player in consecutive years to earn a unanimous call to the hall um you know a lot of people are upset about this uh what's your take on this brad
1: i'm not upset about it i mean uh i think uh first of all it doesn't matter he's in it doesn't matter if he's unanimous uh second of all no other position player. As you say, Mario Rivera was the first ever unanimous player to be voted in. He's a relief pitcher. Jeter, there's still never been a positional player that was unanimous. So if Jeter got it, then it's basically saying he's the best all time positional player. And that's just not true. I mean, I can think of so many players that are in the hall of fame right now that are better than Jeter and they didn't get anyone's near unanimous votes for whatever stupid reasons it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't I don't see I didn't think he was gonna be unanimous anyways. I actually did not expect it to be one vote shy. That was that didn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Uh, so it doesn't bother me at all. I don't think he should have been unanimous just because of the way the writers are. Now to me was it a no brainer? Yeah, if I had a vote on my ballot, he obviously would have been voted for. Uh, but I just kinda knew there was gonna be at least one writer out there that wasn't gonna vote for him. Um and I, and I was right. So no, it, doesn't, it doesn't get me upset. I don't know why people get upset about that stuff.
0: But I don't know. What do you think? So I have a similar uh, sentiment. You know, I wasn't expecting him to be unanimous. A lot of people were talking about he could be, and, and there's a chance that he could be. Uh, the thing with Mariano is he was the best relief pitcher of all time. I mean, he, had, he has the most career saves out of everyone anyone ever. So to him, it makes a little bit more sense. Uh Jeter, not so much. There's there's a, a, a handful of shortstops in the Hall of Fame, and all of them defensively are much better than Jeter. Uh, and well, forget like, Jeter
1: wasn't even the best shortstop on the Yankees at the time. No, the a-, a Rob was a better shortstop than
0: Jeter. Exactly. And um I lost my train of thought. My bad. No, that's okay. I, I mean, he he's he was a good hitter. He's, he puts the bat on the ball he got on base. But um Oh, what you were saying was, you know, if he earned a unanimous vote, um, then all these players that were voted into the hall before him, uh, you know, why weren't they unanimous? And for those of you that aren't familiar with how the, the hall of fame voting works, so the baseball writers uh, vote, they cast, they get a ballot of like 30 names, they they pick up to 10 and they submit it. And you have to get 70 75% of the vote to get elected in. And so a lot of people um had this standard where when when bait ruth was inducted into the hall of fame he did not get a unanimous vote obviously um otherwise we won't be talking about this but he didn't get a unanimous vote because uh i guess there were a couple of writers that uh, didn't follow the yankees and the red sox and, and didn't feel like you know he even though he was pretty obvious that he was going in and so if a lot of people felt after that that if he if he didn't get 100% of the vote, then, well, these other players who were the best in the game during their era shouldn't get 100% of the vote. And I think that's ridiculous and stupid, and it carried all the way up until last year, until Mariano. And, I mean, you had guys voted in like Ripken, Griffey – Griffey should have been unanimous – Mer- uh, not Mantle, uh, DiMaggio, uh, Willie Mays. Hank Aaron, all these players were not unanimous and they should have been, it shouldn't be, um, like I got to vote. Well, you know, he didn't live up to the, he wasn't the babe, so he shouldn't get voted in or he shouldn't be perfect. So I'm going to be that one writer that doesn't vote him. And then he's not perfect. And that's ridiculous. That needs to go away.
1: Yeah. I'm just trying, I was just trying to look up, uh, when Joe DiMaggio was actually voted in, but I, I don't know for sure when, but I do know that he didn't make it on the first ballot. Like this is Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. He did not even make it into the hall of
0: fame. That, the first is, that is ridiculous. I think, um, if you go to baseball reference, plugging you baseball reference, um, they usually tell you all that stuff. Yeah. That's like yeah, my, I, that's I, like I, my that's I, Bible.
1: I just knew that it wasn't the first ballot. That's why I was trying to look it up quick. But, uh, so, yeah, I totally agree. I don't know. You know what? And This whole system is kind of dumb. You don't need that many voters, first of all. You first, Second of all, the length of time you get on the ballot, just once you get named, to, not the ballot, the length of time you can vote once you're a voter is ridiculous. It's too long. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, it should, it should not be the writers that are voting. It should be the broadcasters because the broadcasters actually watch the games. The writers... Um, I was listening to uh, MLB Network and one of the hosts on there, Casey Stern, I listen to all the time. This is my favorite guy to listen to about baseball. Uh, <clears throat> he said when he goes into press press boxes at games, there are north. He said north of 50% of them, so over 50% of the writers aren't watching the game. They're on their computer screens because when the pitch comes in, all they want to do is see how it relates to all the analytics. And when a guy hits the ball, all he wants to see is the analytics on the hit, that they don't care. But the actual game, they're not watching the game, and they're already writing their articles during the game. So I don't really agree with the whole uh, voting system. I'm sure a lot of people don't, but um, I I don't. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. It's it's antiquated.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: And it should not be. It should be not be anonymous either.
0: No, if, especially in this case. I mean, so yeah, I wasn't expecting Jeter to get the unanimous vote, but when it came out that he was one vote shy, that kind of ticked me off. I mean, come on. I mean,
1: that it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, votes. no, he won't. And it's it's just that's the sucky part about this is he's one vote. If It was ten votes. Sure, yeah, well, I get it. You know, whatever. But one vote. Why? Why? So I just have it, a
1: sneaky suspicion it's someone with ties to the Marlins that it's mad about what he's doing right now with the Marlins, which isn't right. But that's what I'm guessing.
0: It's possible. I, I mean, I thought it was gonna be a Red Sox writer, but they actually, it's interesting, a lot of the rivals of the Yankees, the writers have come out and, like, have what said... Mean,
1: at the time, you don't like him because he's playing for enemy, but in the end, you respect their talent.
0: hmm mm-hmm. um, To backtrack a little bit, Brad, Jim, Joe DiMaggio was elected into the Hall of Fame in 1955. He actually earned 88% of the vote.
1: On what year? Second year?
0: Uh, you know, it, it doesn't say... That's too bad.
1: Okay. Well, we know it wasn't the first year, so maybe it was (laughs) – but either way, he still only got 88% when he did get voted in.
0: So just for a point of reference, uh, Babe Ruth got 95% of the vote.
1: And this is when there was, what, six teams in the league? So, I mean – Yeah. And I don't know how many writers there were, but 95% was probably –
0: It says 215 uh, votes. I didn't realize okay. there there were that many ra- writers in 1936.
1: Wow, that shocks yeah. me! Like
0: how so, much him
1: watching the games.
0: <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, ra- radio, right? Radio, I guess. But how do you you don't see it? Yeah.
1: But,
0: so and I there guess were you just go
1: by writers probably reading other writers' articles about the games you played. I guess. I, and I, I guess, guess and, and
0: see the box score and. Uh, but so 1936: Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson. Babe Ruth and Honest Wagner were the first class ever in the Hall of Fame. And the Babe and Honest Wagner both got 95.1% of the vote.
1: So not even Honest Wagner got 100% of the vote. And you oh, people and, think you should get 100% of the vote?
0: Yeah. And Ty <laughs> sorry, Ty Cobb got 98.2% of the vote. So that that was the highest. It's so crazy. I will say
1: for – if I had to speak for this writer, I guess he could at least say – I just didn't want everyone thinking Jeter was the best player ever to get because he's the only one that got 100% of the vote. I guess Mm -hmm. if I had to make an excuse for him.
0: Don't make excuses for him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Griffey, 99.3% of the vote.
1: Who got 99.3%?
0: Griffey. Oh, Griffey. Griffey.
1: Yes. so there's so many out there that didn't think Griffey got it. I didn't think of Jeter and Griffey are on the same level. I think so.
0: Yes, and the thing with Griffey, yeah, that's what I was going to get at, is Griffey spent a lot of the second half of his career injured, and he somehow he still hit 600 home runs. That's insane. He should
1: have never went to Cincinnati. And the poor guy played on turf his entire career. Wasn't Cincinnati turf back then, too? Uh,
0: Yeah, until the end where I think that's when they opened the new ballpark, and then he got traded to the White Sox.
1: Yeah, so you're playing center field on turf your entire career. That hurts. It hurts. That does a lot of damage to to your body
0: which I, for, I always forget that he played for the White Sox. He played one year for the White Sox. He hits 630 home runs. That's insane.
1: That's sweet swing.
0: Yep. One of the best I've ever seen. I got to watch him live. Uh, I think it was like one of the first few games I went to Yankee Stadium. We did that bus trip. That was before, I think, before you and I started hanging out. Yeah, I wasn't on that one. And uh, we sat in the right field stands on that second level. And um, right at the foul pole, and there were a couple times uh, Griffey came up and he hit foul balls right over us, right over us into the upper deck, that's crazy. and it just looked effortless. I, I mean, yeah, it was beautiful. You just have the
1: mechanics. That's mm-hmm. all. Like it's almost I re, I kind of related to a golfer because golfers don't look really big and strong, but they drive the ball five hundred yards because of their their mechanics. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what Griffey had. And they had that left handed swing.
0: It's all in the hips.
1: Don't, don't ever do that again. Ah.
0: <laughs> don't ever Whatever. Do that again. Whatever. <laughs> um, actually, Griffey lives around here. He lives in Dr. Is Phillips. Really? I think. Yeah. The
1: Orlando area.
0: Yep. Um, I've heard people seeing him out and about, and his son. But okay. So um, yeah. Big kid. The kid. Uh, so now that we've talked about Jeter, who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and did you see his? Um, the Players' Tribune released a video of when he received the call? Did you see that?
1: Uh, I, I do know they did. I didn't watch it. A lot of uh, people, don't realize, that, a lot of people don't realize that Jeter owns the Players' Tribune.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you forget about that sometimes. But um, it was the most Jeter thing I've ever seen. I mean, you know how he is with the media, right? He he always plays all, everything off nonchalant and, like, just plays yeah. keeps it cool and sh- doesn't really show emotion. He should watch it, but um, he picks up the phone, and, and the guy asks, is this dare cheater? He's like, hey, what's going on? And he goes, congratulations, uh, you've been inducted into the Hall of Fame yeah. something along that. And, you know, most guys are like – You know, you have that moment where it kind of sinks in, and I'm sure he did inside, but he would never have known. It just looked like he got a call from his doctor or something like
1: that. I mean, he kind of knows it was coming.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because you can see in the background there's photographers and a couple different cameras going around because he obviously had people from the Players' Tribune there to to, to document it, but uh, it it was interesting and i i don't yeah, I, met, I didn't him. realize how old his kids were he has two two daughters now i think
1: oh he has two now okay i, I just yeah. have
0: the one he has one and i think she's the same age or around the same age as your son uh and i think the other kid is not even a year old maybe a year old or so
1: oh so just recently okay yeah okay yeah, I was watching when he was on. Uh, he was on a phone call to, or he was on being interviewed on MLB Network, and uh, Joe Torrey called to congratulate him. And the whole, the whole phone call was Jeter thanking Joe Torrey for what he did for his career. That's just mm-hmm. what Jeter does. Yep. Did you watch his press conference that he had?
0: I didn't. I I want to. He had one it, funny
1: moment where the, a writer asked him, "Are you frustrated with uh, how things are going in Miami right now?" And Jeter's he had the best answer. He goes. No, nah, no, nah, it's great losing all the time and having nobody show up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, such a perfectly. cheater response.
1: Yeah, he answered it perfectly.
0: Well, hopefully he does what he's trying to do down there. I know the Marlins beat the Yankees in 03, and I have to hear about it all the time because a handful of my friends are Marlins fans for some reason because they're from there. But – um and they're also disgusted with, with how, how Jeter's doing things. And I get it. I get it. You're tired of your team losing, but I would hope that he, he has learned some things from being around the Yankees organization for so long that um, he does get them to be competitive again. And, and, you know, that stuff's not going to happen overnight. You gotta get your draft picks through the minor leagues and, and it'll, it'll be better. It'll get better soon. It's a
1: process. And that's what people have to realize that it's a process. And, and and part of Jeter's answer was was you know I, I don't blame people for not trusting me they have no reason to they don't know me and that's that's true, uh, but it is a plan. Uh, basically, you got to look from a business standpoint. I know it's hard for fans to do this, but if you look through look at it through a business standpoint, Jeter took over a team that was with the players they had with Yelich and Stanton and soon in the outfield, were still losing. And the team every single year as a franchise was losing money. It was a losing business. Mm-hmm. They And uh, that's not, when that happened, you change, you have to change something. And that's what he did. So, I mean, you can't blame the guy. It's just hard for fans to see that because they have to suffer through these years of uh, not winning and then management has to suffer three years and no one showing up and having mm-hmm. money to make improvements. It's just a cycle. But, uh, like you said, hopefully things turn around and, uh, it's just gonna take time, and I hope Miami fans realize that and give him a chance.
0: Yep, exactly. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. And you look at the 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 team that they had when he took over, and it was Stanton, Yelich, Ozuna, and then I think Jose Fernandez was still on the team, or did he did he pass away before that?
1: No, he was. Uh, you know what? I don't I don't know the answer. <laughs> I really don't. Well,
0: know. Regardless, you can have Yelich, who didn't blossom yet, and Ozuna, who was on the verge, and Stanton, who's already a superstar. You can have those players. But, you know, that if you don't have good pitching outside of Jose Fernandez and a solid bullpen, you're not going to win. So you can, they had the core in place, but they needed to build their rotation and needed to build their bullpen. And they just.
1: And I think from everything I'm hearing, both, their rotation is supposed to be really, really good this year. If the guys have developed by the way they plan, I heard they're going to have the second best rotation in in that division. So, oh, good. <clears throat> hopefully, that hopefully people pay attention. To that. That's
0: that's yeah. impressive considering the the pitching in that division as it is. I mean, you got Atlanta, who has a good uh, young core of pitchers. You got uh, Washington with Scherzer and Strasburg. Um, you got the Mets with the Grom, Syndergaard, and yeah, they're saying
1: there's a, few, a saying couple that the of Marlins that. are going to have a rotation. Basically the same level as the Mets, just behind
0: Washington. In wow. Division. Well, then it should be interesting. Hopefully, uh, their young guys in the in the batter's box take a step forward and, and you know, get get them moving in the right direction, and maybe it's a tough uh, division. It is. It is. It, it, it is it, even it, if it, the it, Mets really are a part of it. Division. Yeah. Uh, so that that'd be interesting. And um, Atlanta at are not. Yeah, Atlanta added another bat, so they're they're. You know that's going to be a very competitive competitive division. They lost it kind of Donaldson. reminds me. Of,
1: they lost Donaldson and Ozuna. I personally don't understand the whole hype around Ozuna. I don't think he's that good. He wasn't very good last year, and he's an awful left fielder. So.
0: He had that. He had that one breakout season. Um, I think it was right before he got traded, or the first year he was a Cardinal, and um, that was it. But you know, if he if he plays, to I mean, he's not. The Cardinals picked him up because they thought that they could build around him, and um, that didn't work out. So maybe if he's not the center of attention or the the you know the the go to guy because they got Acuna and they got uh, Ozzie Albies, Freddie Freeman. They have a, they have a good lineup, and I just maybe he if he could be a part of it instead of trying to lead it, and that, that maybe that'll help him. So yeah,
1: uh, let's hope, I'm for his sake. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. We'll but anyways, it's, Brad, it's this is, way this, way is this is
0: this is Yankee chatter. Well,
1: so, you know, it's baseball. We so talk let's about baseball.
0: let's talk a little bit more about the Yankees. Spring training starting in about a month. Of actually, pitchers and catchers re- report, and I think uh, Paul O'Neill days. Yeah, Paul O'Neill number of days. So
1: actually, it's it's twenty now. I'm sorry. Twenty.
0: So Posada number of days. Okay. Yeah,
1: because um, I remember, and I know that's because the Yes network put a picture of it. It said twenty days. But instead of Posada, they had Gary Sanchez. So if someone wrote in, why would you not put Garrett Porter Posada on on there? But uh, that's the reason why I know. Oh
0: right. well. <laughs> okay, so Posada number of days away. Um it's exciting. They got they got their ace in the free agency, Garrett Cole, uh to a monster nine year deal. We haven't talked about that. Um Do they have and, a number 19? Uh Tanaka.
1: Wow, I forgot about that.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, they don't have a number 18 anymore you know dd's D- D- gone
1: yeah i knew that
0: and uh billy
1: is uh it's like yankee south <laughs> That's yep <what> it is
0: <laughs> pretty much with Girardi taking over now so that that'll be interesting like i like we said that division is going to be crazy and it reminds <laughs> me of the central division a couple of years ago when the brewers were really good not that they're not good anymore but they were you know Really good. Pirates
1: were good back then, yeah. Uh, the
0: Cubs, yeah, that, that, and the Cardinals are always good. So that division was competitive. It just would be nice to see the NL East kind of do that this season as well. Uh, I'd like to say the same thing about the AL East, but you know, the, the Orioles are not going to be great. Uh, the Blue Jays, you don't know what they're going to get out. Of, they're still a young, young team, exciting young team to watch, but um, you know, not the same. I think you got
1: to watch out for Toronto. I think Toronto might make that jump up into second place this year.
0: With, with how Boston is? Yeah. I, I have a feeling Boston's not gonna do much this year. But you know, you never know. They still have a lot of the players in place from their uh two thousand eighteen asterisk asterisk season. Um
1: kind of they, they don't have much of a rotation at all other than nah.
0: sale. And sale uh,
1: they're still threatening the trade away bets, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it's they're a, trying to trade away David Price right now too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think is gonna retire. Think you know, he should have already.
0: Yeah, he the guy's the the Jacoby Ellsbury of the Red Sox. Oh wait, Jacoby Ellsbury was a Red Sox.
1: Actually, I think the Red Sox are one of the teams rumored to be looking at Ellsbury. So well, for what it's worth. I said that. I said watch them trade one of their outfielders, whether it's uh Betts or Bradley Jr., and watch them sign Ellsbury and he hits twenty four home runs this year for them. <laughs> I it's I, it'll happen. I know. Watch impact. it. Yeah. yeah. Watch
0: it happen. Watch it. He signs a one-year deal.
1: It's going to be for Re- the minimum because Yankees are still paying
0: him. Mm-hmm. So we'll Rebuild this stock. Yep. Yeah. Or he could just be like uh, this year's version of Tula Whiskey and sign somewhere and play nine or three just games or training. something. <laughs> yeah. What, he, he played like four games or something like that before he got hurt? I don't think he, he lasted a many? week. I, I, know we got his, I know he got a home run as a Yankee. I think in the first game.
1: The first game he had a home run. Yeah.
0: And then I don't think he did much after that. Poor guy. I was rooting for him. But you know.
1: Yankees had some very random players the last couple of years. So you'll forget that we're on the team.
0: Yeah. And you know, I saw something today. Uh someone uh I think Yes Network released the um graphs projections for some of the Yankees. And and uh I wonder if I can find it on here. Just kind of project projecting like what Stanton and Judge and and Sanchez and the you know the, the top, the big guys would, would end up just doing. It would be really
1: nice to have them all healthy at the same time for an extended period of the season because everyone wants to see the Bash brothers, Judge and stand. and any Everyone wants to see Sanchez hopefully turn around things around and join that because that can be a historic group. But it they really could be. The field. It
0: really and right could now, be. Has
1: any confidence that Stanton to stay in the field?
0: Uh. No, I'm optimistic because he is still pretty young. I mean, he's younger than both of us. Not that that's saying much. He's young, but he's
1: never gone through a season without getting hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it would be nice. I'm rooting for him. I mean, he's on my team. I would love – I just – I want him to do well. And I guess I can't find it. But uh, they had all these projections for the Yankees this year, and they had Stan projected to hit 50 home runs, Judge 40-something, Sanchez and Glaber in the 30s, and, and like, all these players having monster years. So – uh, if that's if they get some portion of that, they even had like uh, G or uh, Shella on there to hit like 18 home runs. I don't think he's going to have a repeat of last year, but I, I still. We hard to do that. Yeah, and especially with Andujar coming back from his injury, you don't know how much playing time these guys are going to get if they platoon them, or or if Andujar uh, has a breakout year since he missed all last year to injury.
1: I think Andujar is going to be a primary DH, uh, but with those guys in the outfield, especially staying at Gets Hurt a lot, I'm sure he's going to want to get a lot of guys rest. So then they'll be DHing, and then Rochelle will have the day off. Something like that. The Yankees always find ways to get people in. Um, mm-hmm. Are you surprised that they didn't go out and sign a left handed bat for the lineup? Man, uh, you know, at any at, at, at first?
0: At first. Yeah, I was surprised, but I thought put a little thought into it. And uh, if you look at the, some of these guys' numbers, and and maybe while we're talking, I can I can just bring up Aaron Judge as an example. Uh, but a lot of these guys hit uh, right-handed pitching pretty well. I mean, you want a lefty to face right-handed pitching, right? And they all go uh, opposite right center, opposite field,
1: often. Yeah, you got to take advantage of that stadium. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Um, yeah, they, it's a little disappointing that they didn't pick up a left-handed bat, but I think in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to hurt them.
1: It makes me think that they have confidence that Mike Ford is actually going to make the make the big league team this year.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Um, maybe they platoon him and Voight, because I don't know what we're going to get out of Luke Voight since he was injured in the, the last year, and uh, you know I, I obviously wasn't as high on him as a lot of other people since I was. Team Greg Bird, uh, and we all saw how that turned out. And I was really hoping Bird would do well and, and, and at least make somewhat of a comeback because of his left-handed bat. And he had, does have a pretty sweet swing, and it was built for Yankee Stadium, but he just didn't put it all together, which was unfortunate. So Ford yeah. seemed to do that last season, especially um, after he was up in the big leagues for a little while. He got more playing time. He still hit more than 10 home runs in a short amount of time. Um, he
1: puts together good at
0: bats. He does. Imagine. He does. I was always impressed with him because he, he has good eye. Um, he works the count. Uh, Voight does at times. You know, it's it's hit or miss. But the nice thing is that those guys was, those guys would be a nice pairing. It would be a nice platoon to have. The problem yeah, is that, is you can't play them anywhere else. They only play first base.
1: So they're not enough for lefty. He's got Gardner. And, you
0: know, Hicks is out so whenever, and that's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> yep, Hicks is is out for a while. Uh, Aaron Judge versus right-handed hitting. He's a career 275 hitter. He's 266 against lefties. He's got, I mean, he's obviously faced more right-handed pitching because he is right. in a league that's right-handed heavy. Uh, so he's got 86 home runs, 199 RBIs. Versus uh twenty four and forty seven versus lefties. So the their his ops is he jumped around. Um, his ops versus righties and his ops versus lefties are one's nine forty four against righties and it's nine seventy two against lefties. So, uh, he's not a, he's no slouch against right handed pitching.
1: No, none of these guys are. So, no. Hey, if Brian Cashman and the Yankees are uh, okay with it, then I'm okay with it. I mean, I like the quotes that Cashman has because everyone wants them to make these big changes. And they listen, it's hard to improve on a 103-win team. And it's the truth, it really is. It is. There's not a lot of teams that win 100 games. And they've done it two times in a row now. So why make big changes? There's no reason to.
0: And and the crazy part to that statement is they won more games last year where half their team was injured for the whole year than the the year before when their whole team was healthy. Well, Judge missed a big chunk of time. But for the most part, I mean, compare the number of injuries last year to the number of injuries in 2017. It's a big difference. And um, and Judge was just one injury compared to, uh, to last year, which was
1: 20-something oh, players. Yeah, Speaking of the injuries, talking a lefty, too. I don't know if they plan on him winning the starting center field job or, or Gardner, but Tauch- he's another lefty. I'd be and okay. I don't know you're,
0: you don't. You And, and you hope and that exactly. And you hope that last. Yeah, exactly. And you hope that last year was a big step forward for both of them. Now, Rochelle's been around a little bit longer than than Tauchman, so you you don't know if last year was a fluke or not. Tockman's still coming up into the league, so hopefully that was a big step forward for him and and more of what we can expect from him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind him being the start, starting center fielder. At least he can stay healthy. You hope, right. compared to Hicks, who I'm telling you that that contract, even though it's uh, money friendly, it's going to come back and bite them because they're stuck with him unless they can trade. Yeah, him. I don't.
1: I don't really. I didn't really understand it when they gave him was, was six years, right?
0: Seven years, seventy-seven million, so I think. Seven years.
1: I didn't really understand why they gave him that one. Mm-hmm.
0: That long. It, it's but, it's dumb. Because I didn't think he was worth it. I think you're going to and extend him. You extend him for like three or four years. But even then, he can't. He plays half a season because he's always injured. So why do you want to extend someone that's always injured?
1: They must have did that team-friendly deal on purpose because they thought maybe it be more easy to be tradable
0: mm-hmm. around the
1: mm-hmm. deadline. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess. I, I, it's going to be tough him. to get something in return for him. Like I said last year, they should have traded him uh, while his stock was high because they probably could have gotten a nice return for him. And then some other team will be dealing with his injuries.
1: Every report that I read from people like scouts or people that watch the Yankees minor leagues, Dominguez is going to be ready in like less than three years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can, well, you can play Hicks other places. And I'm sure Dominguez plays other places in the center
0: field. Mm-hmm. But, Have you seen a picture of that kid?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. The dude's 16 years old and he and he's a, he's a man. Like he is jacked. He's he big. Is.
1: I don't think um,
0: those kids. I don't know. I think I think uh, they grow them under power lines or something like that. They've their own chicken. me. <laughs> <what> it <laughs> it's got to be. Uh, no, I if if he lives up to the hype, that will be something exciting. Absolutely.
1: I think Mark, I think they were playing shortstop here this year has a chance at winning the MVP. What do you think?
0: I don't know. It's possible. I mean, he's only twenty three which is the crazy part about all this. And if you go on, if you're on Twitter during the games and he hits a home run, everyone always says, oh, he's only 22, 23 years old. You know, it's true. He's young. He's part of this young generation that is coming up and, um, you know, they're exciting to watch and, and he's a natural shortstop. So uh, hopefully this transition for him, because he played a lot there last year while Didi was recovering from his Tommy John surgery uh, to get a full year out of him. I don't know MVP, but it sure will be exciting. watch him.
1: I mean, last year people were talking about Bogarts being an MVP candidate and I think he has every every potential to be better than Bogarts this year.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you know Bogarts is only 24?
1: 25? Yeah. He he feels like he's been playing for Boston forever.
0: He has. He has. I was listening to a podcast the other day. I think it was the talking baseball with John Boy and Jake and they interviewed uh, Marley Rivera from ESPN. And she's like really close with a lot of these players that have been around for a while, these young guys. Okay. And they were actually talking about how old Bogarts is. And they actually said, feels like he's been around for a long time, but it, he's only 24, 25 years old. So it, it's it's just impressive that these young guys are able to come up, him, Torres, Acuna, Albies, um, the kid from San Diego, Tatis Jr., Vladdy, the young core in Toronto, you know. Uh, and they're able to perform and perform at a high level. it's It's exciting. And you just hope that baseball isn't turning into football where a player is only around for like four or five years, and then you never hear from him again. <laughs> well, the
1: way the, uh, the contracts are on baseball, basically, you have until what your age twenty nine, twenty eight year season and then analytics says that you go on and a decline. So <laughs> they don't give you much room. Your prime is like age 23 to 27. Like, that's all really analytics gives you. And unfortunately mm-hmm. that's what people look at now uh, instead of actually watching the game, but that's all mm-hmm. in the conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of another young fielder and we talked about him last year. Uh, apparently Nolan Arenado is uh, upset with Rocky's ownership. And a lot of people think that there's a chance that he could be on his way out of Colorado after signing that monster extension last year. Uh, I guess he requested that the Rockies ownership get some more players to build around him, and they absolutely did not do that this offseason. So uh he just I think he said it was a a a level of disrespect towards him. And yeah, so you, well, you gotta well, wonder what, what's going on there.
1: I think what happened was Everyone says to quit whining because you're making $35 million a year, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't – people need to realize he signed that contract being told that we're going to build a team around you. Like, we're going, we're going up. We're not going down. The Rockies won 100 games two, two years ago, and then they went down to 70 this past year, mm-hmm. which is a big disappointment. They, there's no reason they should have been that bad. They just were. Uh, but, yes, Arenado – Sign that deal long term in Colorado because they led him to believe that they're they're in it right now. They're going for the win now, and they're clearly not right yeah. now. No, uh, they're not. He's watching San Diego uh, rise up above them. Um, Dodgers are still up there. Uh, <clears throat> Diamondbacks. I've really paid paying, paying too much attention. They're off season, but I think San. I don't Diego, think they've don't done like much.
0: But San Diego, yeah, San Diego is going to be an exciting team to watch.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think Arenado realizes that that San Diego is now above them in that division. So, I understand the frustration, but, um, you know, you well, have to realize what, where you play. And when you sign a deal that big, it kind of handcuffs the team a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing with Arenado is he's been around for a while. You know, he's only – he's 28 years old. Uh, he'll be 29 first month into the season. And he's been around for – he made his debut in 2013, so he's been around for yeah, that's, that's a while. To I didn't, I didn't so you gotta, you gotta be. I mean, if you're him and you've been on a one team for a while, and you obviously the team that drafted you, that you came up through the system with them, and you've been with them for a while, you probably are hoping. That especially when they tell you they've signed you to be their franchise player, and yet they do nothing to to, to help your cause. Yeah, I get frustrated and you you play baseball. Yes, to because you enjoy it and to make money and, and to to do that. But you also play to win a world championship. And if your team who's committed to you, isn't doing anything to further the cause, then why would you want to stay with them? I mean, that's the part that puzzles me about Mike Trout is that he, he'll end up being, unless they decide to trade him halfway through that 13 year contract they signed with him. Um, or whatever it was, um, he'll be an angel for life, and there's probably a good chance they never won a, They might not win a World Series in that time. So yeah. why yeah. commit to a team that's not going to commit back to you?
1: And at least they went out and signed uh, – I can't think it was named – third baseman. Oh, Rendo? Rendo, yeah. So at least they're doing something. That's they true. They need pitching. Their pitching yeah. is god-awful, and you cannot really yep. on Otani to be your savior. Of your rotation, all right,
0: dude. They're, that guy's gonna suck this year. Mark my words, Otani. He'll right. he'll DH and he'll and he'll hit because that's all he is. But he doesn't play defense, and he's either gonna blow his arm out again or he's gonna get rocked, and he won't be a pitcher for very long.
1: Arrest him the day before and the day after a start.
0: Mm-hmm. So he so plays 48. That's
1: three days out of a week that you can't mm-hmm. even have his bat in the lineup.
0: Mm-hmm. and that doesn't include if there's an off day in the week. So you get him for half the week, if that. And if he's hurt, then you lose him for more. And you invested all that money in him to do all this stuff, and I'm telling you, he's not going to be a pitcher for much longer.
1: No, I think eventually they're going to realize uh, they need to just keep his bat in the lineup. But then he's just a DH.
0: So. Mm-hmm. And then what's the point after that? I mean, luckily, he signed with an American League team, so but
1: yeah, so there's a point of being DH, but I mean, <clears throat> I just don't think that he's gonna be the two way player that uh they thought he was going to, but we could be proven wrong. I, I don't know,
0: it's true, it's true, it's happened before, it's happened before. Uh, so but. all right, since uh, I'm actually Pretty thrilled that we haven't had any connection errors in this go around, Brad. Uh, this is a remember, good
1: practice run. I
0: like this. It is. It is. And we're coming up on 45 minutes here. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on, uh, Yankees-related or Major League Baseball-related?
1: No, I think as the weeks come on now, we're going to start building up steam towards spring training. That's when we can really get into position by position and divisions and, and go from there. But this is good just recap of of the league, kind of, pretty much. And uh, in doing so, we tested our new system. So, Mm-hmm. I think it's a success.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely need to work out some tweaks here. Um, I mean, it's an interesting format. I'd like to see if we can get our names on here so people can actually see who we are and and where to find us because we are Yankee Chatter, as as you can see below. But um, you know, we're on all the social media: uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. What's the other one? Instagram. Whew. It's been a while since I've done this. Uh, you can search, just search Yankee Chatter. We're on there. Um, I'm Greg Andriano at GregAndriano05 on Twitter, and that's Brad up in New York. Brad, where where can they find you, Brad? Brad.
1: Uh, I'm not going to go my personal address on here. Oh. So. oh, you're one of those people. Where's your tinfoil <laughs> hat? Uh, yeah, Twitter is at Brad or Chatter1. Uh, and uh, then just other than that, just follow the show's links. Greg Greg's doing that stuff. Yeah,
0: and, and while you're at it, check out the Bigger and Brighter Sports Show. They're on YouTube yes, as well. Yes, you have
1: to plug that, Bigger and Brighter Sports Show. Uh, we we talk about a little bit of everything, mostly football, and that season's coming to an end, so we'll be doing more Yankee chatter stuff than than that. But, uh, yeah, Bigger and Brighter Sports Show. We're right on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff as well.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, stay tuned for our next episode, whenever we might film that. Uh, we're going to try and do these live things a little bit more often. It's a little bit easier on the editing staff. And, um, and hopefully we can get more feedback from you, the viewer. And uh, hopefully we can have these conversations and get them out there as they're happening, as opposed to a day or so after, uh, you know, with the posting okay, process. Yeah. So this will be good. And, and uh, it'd be great to hear what you guys think. So let us know. Uh, with spring training coming up, uh, hopefully, since I live down here, I can get out to a game or two and, uh, you know, experience that this year. Hopefully, I don't throw my back out again, which would be, you know, nice. And uh, a lot of exciting things that could happen this year, especially with uh, with everything we got going on. So uh, good times, great oldies, oldies 98. Oh, wait, that's a different thing. Um, anyways.
1: What an old man. He's such an old man. <laughs>
0: yes. Get off my lawn. All
1: hey. right. Wrap it up. All right. All
0: right. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Greg. See you next time. That's Brad. See you next time. And go Yanks.